arriving in U.S. mail from St. Louis in the original de Havilland DH-4 biplane and 10 bulky gunny sacks are the combined audiobook renditions and supplemental background information as presented in podcast form by moi, me, Robert P. Fitton. Good evening to one and all, wherever in the galaxy you make your home. The Slasher welcomes Matthias Jones to Hamilton. Did Matthias Jones think he'd fall right into a murder investigation when he moved to Hamilton? How the hell do I know? Jonesy, like his old man, had a nose for investigation. Bruno, bring us over a couple of beers. You own this place? Yeah, I've owned the club for five years. The Slasher was a series of brutal murders. Sicko. Jonesy was taking his life into his own hands by going after the slasher. Jones hang out here at Club Max? Hey, the club is Jonesy's home away from home. Everybody likes Jonesy, especially BB. We work with Jones on murder cases? Let's just say we saved each other's hide on more than one occasion. I heard Club Max has connections to certain people. Yeah, so what? I'm associated with, uh, friends in Boston. Your brother Anthony was close to you. Anthony's gone. Now Jonesy kind of fills that gap. And your father was the notorious Johnny Stefani. <laughs> notorious, I like that. My old man left when Anthony and me were teenagers. My mother, Rita, and Uncle Dulio kept tabs on us. One thing about my old man, anybody that crossed him lived or died to regret it. You have a nice place here, Mr. Stefani. Thanks. Hey, stop by here anytime. The girls are, uh, friendly. Whoa. Prescription for death. The slasher. One word can make a title or a book. Jones walks into four unsolved serial murders in the Hamilton area. The same modus operandi. This blog uh, slash podcast is not designed to be gruesome, but there are exceptions throat slashed and duct tape over the mouth, and the more recent stench of gin. Even Mayor Picotter and Prince William is under pressure to solve the crime. Jones becomes interested in the case when some of his players describe a murder in a high-end fashion shop in downtown Hamilton and bring him to the scene of the crime. What are some of the egregious cases of multiple murders? Of course, Jack the Ripper. I have to start with the stealth, bloody, brutal murders of Jack the Ripper. The only scary Star Trek episode that I ever remember growing up was Wolf in the Fold, when Scotty apparently had brutally murdered women. Scotty the Ripper, of course, was set up by that weirdo, Mr. Hangus, superbly played by John Fielder, and apparently housed the essence of Jack the Ripper. The Ripper bounced around the galaxy and moved into space. The real Ripper's notoriety came with his operating in the dark. He was never caught. What the Ripper did to women will only be left to the listeners to this podcast to research or not. John Wayne Gacy, this so-called normal guy, yet trickster by day, the murdering scumbag by night, his basement and necropolis of discarded victims. By the numbers, this psychological brutalizer killed and tortured countless innocent human beings. Lethal Injection, May 10th. 1994. 
Ted Bundy. Bundy's death count is close to Gacy's, but Bundy was a killer on tour around the United States. Bundy eventually tried to up the ante, taking greater risks, but guess what? His highway to fame ended via the electric chair on January 24, 1989. Jeffrey Dahmer. Hey Dahmer, the only thing I'll say about you is that two inmates got you on November 28, 1994. Ladies and gentlemen, Jones moves out of character in the Prince William Slasher because of his anger at the Slasher. Let me join in that effort. I was stunned at the number of serial killers and we'll just leave it at that. Let's go back to the Matthias Jones story and the Prince William Slasher around the Prince William and Hamilton area of the New Hampshire coast. As Police Chief George Strickland says, Prince William is terrified and many people here in Hamilton are uneasy. I think that's the key with this Matthias Jones book. In a town of misinformation and wackos, even the rumor of a serial killer spread by loudmouths such as Arnie Dewars and Bucky Driscoll can wreak havoc. Hey, the duct tape was slapped on the mouth after the murder, Buckster! Hey, maybe they didn't want the deceased to open their mouths, Arnie. Jones quickly learns that the wounds of the victims are all from a 7-inch blade with two recent victims doused in gin. He also meets a knockout, slightly aging model. Wendell Harris described her as, Oh, Pia was a top model in New York and L.A. Now she's real hoity-toity in Prince William. Lots of moolah. Now Jones has to deal with her advances while tracking down the slasher. Jones meets the town's newspaper owner, Tom McGill, and they start talking about the case. The blade was a 7-inch razor, never found, and the case unsolved. The FBI got involved and the thing fizzled, but this is interesting. There were other women killed also on Saturday nights. When the slasher strikes at Club Max, Jones becomes thoroughly immersed in the case. Then the part that makes the story smoke. Jones begins getting threatening phone calls from the slasher. So Jones is in jeopardy from the slasher and becomes just a wee bit nervous. Readers and listeners can pick up the slasher's rampage from here. In the words of Charlie Manson, Believe me, if I started murdering, there'd be none of you left. I'm out of this place. Hey, Charlie, we're here and you're not. Robert P. Fitton. My books that are available in paperback, Kindle, and audio at www.fittenbooks.com. You can listen to all my audio books on audible.com. Just type in Robert P. Fitton. Thank you and good night.